Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where we are recapping Season 6, Episode 17, The Partisan. The Partisan, okay. All right. Our contestants this week, we have Philip Schrey, uh, full-time smith with two years of experience. Who we just met at Blade Show, actually. We just met this guy. Yeah. Took a picture with us. Still the same beard and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then there's Matt Waters, full-time smith with eight years of experience. Ian Rutkowski. Mm-hmm. Part-time Smith with two and a half years of experience, and John Norwood, part-time Smith, with three years of experience. So, round one, they are given five inches of one-inch round stock, ten series steel. Okay. And are asked to make a signature blade between eight and ten inches in length with a recurve edge, using San Mai. Uh, to using steel from your forge. Oh, interesting. Yes, very interesting. So they must have decided it's time to get some new forges. Time to get some new forges in here. So let's let's use these ones. Cut them up. Cut them up. Uh, and San Mai literally means three layers. Yeah, that was cool. That. A little tidbit I didn't know. Yeah. You know, off topic. The uh, I'm thinking when I say cut them up. Does that Mitch Hedberg skit where he's like, I bet the guy at Pringles, we were supposed to make tennis balls, but then when the day the rubber is supposed to show up, they end up getting a bunch of potatoes. And he's like, fuck it, cut them up. <laughs> oh, man. Mitch Hedberg wasn't the best, man. Oh, yeah. Some good stuff. So, Philip, he cuts off the... Three supports from the bottom of the forge and is concerned he doesn't have enough steel. Um, yeah, he had grabbed only a little bit. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't very wide. Um, mm-hmm. So um, his steel starts to banana when mm-hmm. he's using the press. Uh, then he switches to the proper dies and straightens it out. Everything starts going well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he quenched with well, it looked like a very hot blade, and while he's holding it in the oil, he appears to feel some some tings happening. Oh yeah, he's shaking his head. He's like, he's oh, like, no, no, this isn't good. Um, but doesn't see anything wrong when he takes it out of the oil. So, moving on to Matt, he takes the front of his forge and the lid to make um, his blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses two pieces on each side. He uses the power hammer to forge the profile on the tip. Uh, Matt quenches with one hour left, and the blade warps. So he goes back in for a second quench. Yep. Um, then it goes back in for a third quench. And it's still warped, but not as much. Yeah. So I guess it kind of it did what he was hoping it would do. It got, a li- it got to the point where he was comfortable that he could yeah. fix it. Well, it showed it in a vice yeah. later. I mean, uh, whatever. Uh, so moving on to Ian, he cuts pieces from the side of his forge and makes long and skinny pieces for his sand mine. He sets the welds on the press. Uh, the judges are concerned by the long weld and, um, the thin outer layers. Yeah. Any, any long welds like that is yeah. like just that much more difficult to make sure it's all. We've seen them where they just, they just split apart yeah. like nothing, but he, I don't know, he did his, uh, due diligence on those and it's, it's stuck together. Mm-hmm. Um, he quenches with 35 minutes left and it's straight, goes to the grinder, finds a, a seam or like a D-lamb all the way down the spine. Oh, yeah. That um, was bad news right yeah. there. 
Otherwise, anything looked really good. It was badass looking. Yeah. Uh, went on to John. Uh, he immediately starts cutting the sides of his forge and smashes the steel with a hammer to get it out. Uh, this guy is a bail bondsman. Oh, yeah. That's like, right. Bounty hunter type of dude. So, <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Uh, and he layers three pieces of steel on each side. John sets the forge builds by hand and then uses the press to draw, draw out his billet and then goes to the grinder, uh, goes after it with pure muscle, shape his blade, which is nice. I mean, he's, he's on cool. the, the anvil just shaping that thing. And then uh, he quenches, gets a warp, and goes in for a second quench. And I just assume that you know, whatever happens, happens. It's right. good. Moving on to judging. So for Philip. Dave Baker likes his shape, but it does have a noticeable warp. There's also surface cracking, but it looks okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Surface crazing. Crazing. That's what he said. Surface crazing. Oh, well, and I, my and apologies. I was like, is that a word? And then I looked at the closed captioning and it was saying surface crazing. Crazing. Which it just kind of it looked like cracking, but I don't know if there's another term for it, I guess. I don't mm. Maybe it's a more specific term for what was happening it's like there surface like hairline yeah look like it based on what the picture yeah. showed but uh, moving on to matt dud likes the way it flows it's curvaceous and sexy but it has pronounced warp so it's you know it is what it is it's still sexy it's curved and sexy in uh, one direction and then completely warped like scoliosis or something <laughs> yeah. still be hot <laughs> so for john ben says he nailed it has a good weight uh, it's a beautiful weld and well done. Mm -hmm. um, for Ian, it's got a pretty profile, but the crack down the spine is no good. Yeah, like Ben Abbott was able to get his fingernail. Yeah, and it was that Dave Baker looking at his. Maybe I don't. I don't remember who it was. But Ooh, yeah. Like you can get your fingernail in here. Yeah, that's not it's good. good. So Ian gets a boot because of the crack along the spine. Yep. For round two. They had to add screw-on pommels and handles, and again, two hours is your time limit. For Philip, he cut down his tang so that he could thread on the pommel, and he's never really done that method before, so he has some issue threading it, and the judges were looking at the yeah. thinness like, oh, man, that's, that's yeah. pretty thin for a so, threaded yeah. tang. Um, he chose some Buckeye burl for his handle, and it snapped while he was drilling it, so that didn't work out. So yeah. he grabbed some G10 and started over, and then he had issues getting his tang into the handle hole, so he thins out the tang even more and then glues and attaches a pommel. For Matt, he started by grinding the handle to even out the steel and relieve the warp that he had from his quenching. He does get it corrected, and then he chooses to go with a stacked micarta blade, a uh, uh, handle, excuse right. me. And he dips all the micarta in epoxy <laughs> And he's just all over it. Like the time was like running out, and he's just like he's just covering his, he's in epoxy, just slapping and just shoving him, shoving it yeah. on there. And um, I don't remember who chose it first, but John also does a stacked micarta right. for his handle. And the judges were like, sometimes when you're under the yeah. stress of the competition, all common sense goes out the window right. and you just you see oh that's what that guy's doing that's what right. i should be doing but a stacked micarta handle is not the um, way to go handles. i think john is who did it first and then matt was the one that did it second mm. and then he was the one you know that had it yeah. all over his hands so john does the stacked micarta and he chose a block of brass that he forcefully threaded very very just yeah like, 
muscled down into that hole. And he was lucky he didn't snap. I know. I've oof, that's the worst when you snap those things, man. When you're trying to do a thread. Bad so. News. Bad news. Bad news. Anyway, but he made it. And so we move on to testing. There was the fire brick bash. Ten strikes from Ben Abbott. Phillips survived all ten strikes. Uh, there were no rolls or chips, and his handle stayed tight. So. For yeah, all the little good. things that, you know, could have been concerning, it actually went pretty well. Yeah. For Matt, his mild steel peeled away along the, the edge. It was pretty rough. It was yeah. a pretty big divot there. And then you could see the high carbon steel underneath that had cracked and the blade had bent quite a bit. So he had a catastrophic failure. And... uh so basically, John had to get through the test and, and right. hold up a little bit better to be able to, to win. And he did. He did. Yeah. So because of the catastrophic failure, Matt got the boot. Hmm. Moved on to the final round. The Partizan. So it was a late Renaissance-era polearm used in Europe until the 19th century. It was six feet long with a long blade and medial ridge, so it's good for slashing and thrusting. It has two upturned flanges. That allowed for a user to parry and control the enemy's blades. Now used ceremonially, um, the weapons must have a medial ridge, two flanges, and given four days to complete. Yep. So for Philip, day one, plans to forge out the socket, grabs 1095 sheet steel for his blade. Day two, works on the medial ridge, uses bar stock, and forge welds it to the blade. He treats and gets a um, nice hard and straight blade. So, before you go any further, we have another one of those cases where peop at least one person on the Facebook group said he didn't forge that blade because <laughs> he cut it from sheet steel to shape it. Okay. And somebody, a few people agreed, but then one guy was like, well, you know, he... he Forge welded the medial ridge on and did everything you need to do for heat treating. Like, that's no, that's still forging, like, to put that medial ridge in did there. Did he forge weld it? Or did he they showed weld him. weld it? He had to still forge, you have to weld it to hold it there while you're forge welding it. So he welded it on and then he stuck it into the forge got it up to temperature and forge welded all along the the blade because you have to hammer it in and get it to forge weld okay. to it i thought he just welded it on there i'm pretty sure he forge welded i wasn't watching that carefully but i have it i wrote it down right. as he used bar stock and forge welded to the blade so i he, know that he did he did the we the regular weld you would when you're trying to yeah. wel do any sort right of you're forge just welding. tack welding it yeah and then he stuck it into the actual forge, and then was hammering that okay. part in. All right, he did. I, I, I know there. I know during the grinding, he's like, all right, I got to clean up these welds. Yeah, I don't know if you'd have to. No, I guess you can do that forge weld, blend it in there. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say that didn't happen because I wasn't <laughs> paying that much attention. Either to way. It. Yeah. All right. Uh, day three, W. <laughs> okay, so don't worry about that. If there's only a single letter, it means I didn't put anything on in day three, in. W. Ooh. Just continue <laughs> on day three. Nothing happened. They didn't show day three. Um, on day four, uh, it's cleaning up the service grind and goes for assembly. Um, and to fit up. 
uh, the, you know, the pole got stuck in the socket. Yeah, the socket for his handle. And he so, was just like, oh yeah, plunk, and then it was like it was it was in there like solid. He, and he barely even put it like it's not like he no, shoved it in there hard. Not at all, and he still had work to do on it. <laughs> um, he had to sharpen all, all the stuff on there and whatnot. So he's got it in the vice. He's yanking on it, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I, you know, just heat up the socket, and then it popped right out." But that's still, you know, that's means he fitted up. He, pretty yeah, it means it was well. really good fitment. Um, so anyway, so moving on to John for day one, he wants to get all the forging done on day one. He uses a half round swage block to start shaping the metal for the socket. And also employed a, a coal forge to do some of this work. So it was all coal forge and all muscle power, man. Well, I thought I thought he had a propane. I thought he had a gas forge. Did he use too. a gas forge too? I think he had a gas forge for one part, and then he switched oh. to coal. Okay. For for another part. Okay. Yeah, they showed him because he's like, "Oh, it's cold and rainy," and they showed him firing oh, up the that's gas right. forge. That's right. He used a coal forge, I think, just for maybe the socket or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Um. So, where am I? Oh, yeah. Um, did you start shaping the metal for a socket? Uses a coal forge. On day two, works on grinding out the profile and uses clay on the handle to differential heat treat um, his components there. Yep. Uh, comes out hard and straight, and then he quenches the flanges separately. Mm-hmm. On day three, nothing shown. Day four, uh, refining his work, going for fit and finish, forges a nail, isn't happy with it, and he's like, him and on back and forth, like, I don't know, should I make another nail? Should I not? No one will see it. It's not a big deal. Oh, well, yeah, but still, and you know, after like. Well, he was using it to affix the, yes. the socket to his handle, so right. it was, it could be visible. Yeah. In the end, he made another nail that had like a central, more central head on it and right. used that to affix the pieces together. So for testing, kill test. Ballistics gel dummies. Uh, Philip, design is scary. The edges are sharp. A big chunk of the dummy falls off while Doug is yeah, talking. One of the arms. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Doug is concerned about the weight, mm-hmm. um, but it will kill. John, it's so brutal. It pushed out a rib, which is cool. Yep. Um, it's lighter, well balanced, and it will kill. For the strength test, uh, Dave Baker is going to do a pike push and armor stab. Uh, for Philip, it's a beast. The weight and shape are good for thrusting, but it's so heavy that it's hard to control. Yeah. For John, the weapon is light and well balanced, but the blade bent on the armor. <sighs> yeah. And it's no longer safe to test. So because of that, Philip won, and John's deformation was too much to continue for the yeah. testing. Yeah. So wow. That was that was good. I yeah, mean, and I, result to the test. And I guess how the design because that, out. and I think Dave said it because of the differential heat treat. That part where it bent it was really thin. It was toward the base. Yeah, it was towards the base and already really thin. And it was soft, potentially soft, because it was a differential heat treat. So it was clayed, right? And it wasn't hard, so it was still kind of soft and it allowed it to flex and bend like that. So congratulations yeah. to Philip. Sick weapons though. Oh, These yeah. are awesome. It was really yeah. great. The, and just to watch how those tests were, like the way you shove those things in, those were going clear through yeah. to the back, man. Those were brutal. Nice. They were really nice. Really nice. So, again, congratulations to Philip and good job to all the other Smiths on this episode. Thanks to everybody who 
met us at Blade Show and followed us after that. So all the new followers on Facebook and Instagram, we really appreciate it. And check out our YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe to that. And that's it for this week. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you on the next wrap-up. See you later. Curved and sexy in uh, one direction, and then completely warped. Like scoliosis other. or something. <laughs> Just gonna <laughs> be hot. Uh, for Ian, Ben says he nailed it. <laughs>